Hello, and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and uh, with us today we have Mark Fields. He is the director of our Advanced Discipleship Training, and he's also a life coach and counselor here. It's good to have you, man. Good to be here, Ross. Awesome. Okay, so as you know, we are doing a mini-series on knowing God, and your aspect of that is knowing God and how God is immediate. So I love that word. It's not something we usually think about day-to-day as God being. It's not usually the first word that comes to mind when we describe Him. But it's a great idea, and um, I'm excited about the topic today. So, you know, when I think of God, a lot of times when I was growing up, I thought of God being out there, that he was up in heaven, far away from me, and that when I would pray to him, I'd send these prayers up to heaven. Or when I would talk to him, it's like making a long-distance phone call, basically, if people know what that is anymore. (laughs) Um, And, you know, your topic is the opposite, where it's talking about God being close. So, what is the truth behind God being immediate? Good question. And yeah, I want to talk about God's qualities, God's attribute, His love, His grace, His goodness, His friendliness, His ever-presence, but in the exact moment that you're living in your life. Yeah. And to describe it, I want to use two frameworks or two aspects of a framework to describe it. There's the whenever of God, there's the wherever of God. Okay. And the whenever, of course, applies to all times. Always means at all times. The sure. wherever is all locations. Okay. Everywhere, every place. Yeah. So first, let's talk about the whenever. Okay. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 28, 20, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Last I checked, always means at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, in Acts, we read about the amazing and miraculous things that the disciples did through the Holy Spirit. I mean, the day of Pentecost, the miraculous healings, 3,000 people get saved after Peter's first sermon, and then all the other events that go on through Paul's um, acts. But it doesn't describe the ordinary, Hmm. the things that they were doing and just getting ready for the day, walking from place to place. I guess the Bible, well, of course, the Holy Spirit, who breathed the Bible, saw it better to put the events in that he was performing. But from that, we we gather that God is only in the spectacular. Mm. He's only in the amazing. Right. And he's not in the other moments at all. Mm. And so one thing that keeps us from realizing that God is in every moment, and he has to be spectacular, is the fact that we have God moments. You ever had someone say that to you? Sure, yeah. I had yeah. a God moment. Yeah. Or this is a God moment right, right here, Ross. This <laughs> yeah. is one right now. Yeah. And, you know, that's fair enough. People define God's reality by the experience they have, mm. the impression they have, how spectacular, or emphatic, or memorable the event was. Yeah. A worship song at church, mm-hmm. you know, seeing an answered prayer dramatically in a dramatic way. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we've had those, and I want to honor those, that God is present and He's working in those things. But then I find myself evaluating all moments by how did I feel? Yeah. Did I get goosebumps? Exactly. Did I see God really performing and people crying or whatever? If we don't feel as moved or like it was a powerful moment, then God must not be there. Hmm. Or we just overlook it and move past it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like almost chasing the fantastic mm. as opposed to just experiencing the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. And that is quite a temptation. Sure. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other concept of God is the everywhere that we go. God told Joshua in Joshua 1.9, he said, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mm. See, God was with Joshua, not only though in the battles, which we hear the recordings of, um, he was in the preparation, the aftermath, the boring times of Mm. waiting around. There's an incident in Joshua chapter 5, and it says, It came about that while Joshua was by Jericho, and I imagine he's just looking mm-hmm. out at the city, maybe thinking, what's the plan going to be? What am I going to do? Maybe he was just contemplating the, the next steps. Yeah. I don't know, by himself, who knows? But at that moment, the angel of the Lord shows up and then starts to tell Joshua that he's with him again because 
God was with Joshua wherever he went, even mm. in those alone moments. Yeah. God wants to be with us in all of our moments, not just those Christian moments, not just when I'm in church, not just when I'm in my favorite chair having my devotional time, mm. not just when I'm in a place of service for Him, not just where I'm here at ministry. Yeah. He wants to be in every moment and every place we experience. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's so that's really well said, because you think about those two aspects, whenever and wherever. Mm. It covers all of those day-in and day-out activities that we do that just seem so ordinary or just part of our normal daily routine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yet, when we invite God into those or understand that He's a part of those, it can give us a different perspective on who God is. Yeah. Another passage that describes that was David in Psalm 139, verses 7 to 10. He says, "'Where can I go from your spirit?' Where can I flee from your presence? Now, again, he's not trying to find a place to hide. He's just mm. amazed at yeah. the extension of yep. where God is. Yep. If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you're there. Yep. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. Yeah. Then he says in verse 18, a couple verses later, when I awake, I'm still with you. So he's describing now not only locations, but even times when God is with him, Mm. every place, every time. And he's enjoying and trusting God's provision, God's protection, God's guidance, God's peace. Mm. In other words, God is concerned about and is present in every detail. Yeah, yeah. So obviously this truth is important to you. Mm. It's something Mm -hmm. that you chose and have been thinking about and studying and experiencing. So how did you first get to this truth? How did you first discover this truth and understand it in a new way? Mm. Okay. Well, first I had to overcome my, I I could say wiring Mm. or whatever, (laughs) but God made me legitimately as an analytical thinker. Yeah. I'm a planner. Yeah. And in in a healthy way, and when I'm walking in the flesh and not in the spirit, I overthink. Sure. And move past the moment. Yeah. Another gift I have is to compartmentalize. Mm. And I think men have that. But, but I'm finding out that women have it as well. Sure, yeah. If I have a work box, I have a home box, I have a family box, I have a friend's box, I have a hobby box. Yeah. I put all my activities and I keep them separate from right, each other. Right. If you could simplify that, we have two boxes. I have a sacred box, I have a secular box. Mm-hmm. And the sacred box is where I put God mm. and all of my church activities, all my spiritual right. things and my quiet times and everything. My secular box is everything else. Yeah. And so I've, that's where 98, well, whatever, 90-something <laughs> percent of my life is. Yeah. And they don't mix. You don't want to get one and the other, mm. you know, or that's, I don't know what'll happen. Right. So I had to overcome my analytical thinking and my compartmentalization that I was doing mm. to keep God away from those areas of my life. So when God started this process with me was about two years ago. I was reading through Psalms in Psalm 1611, just well jumped out at me, and now it's one of my top three verses. Yeah. But the middle phrase says, in your presence is fullness of joy. Hmm. And I, I used to think that verse meant in your presence means I go to find your presence. Sure, exactly. Like you said, yeah, the distance. Yeah. That like back then, David had to go to the temple yeah, yeah. Um, and, and worship there. Or I have to go to church, or I have to go to a place of ministry, or someplace that, or heaven someday. Right. Then there's fullness of joy. Yeah. But he began to show me, no, my presence is always with you, as Mm. you said earlier. And each time I'm there and you're aware of this, joy just overwhelms you. And so as I stopped and reflected that, I realized I'm always in his presence. He's always present with me. Mm. And his favor is full upon me. And so I can enjoy this in each moment of my life, of my day. Now, I I could say that I had a moment when all this suddenly became clear, and from that day on two years ago, boom, but it was a progression and something I'm still learning to enjoy in each moment. But the first thing he taught me 
was how to mix my two boxes together. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I learned that he's in the secular and the sacred, and so I began to involve him. When I wake up, now I say, God, what do you want to do today? Yeah. Instead of hitting the snooze button, <laughs> I'd, well, hit the off button because I don't want it to keep going. Yeah. I said, what are we going to do today? And I go into the bathroom, and I'm brushing my teeth, and usually we're just looking off, and maybe not on ourselves, up to the, up to the ceiling, and I'm saying, you know, what are we going to do today, God? We're just so great. You're, I'm here, and I'm alive, and this is going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. And even the other day, I was looking up at the ceiling, we have a spot there that's come off of the, the stipple or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh, i got to fix that someday. And I just said, God, when do you want me to fix that? Mm-hmm. Look at that. There it is again. <laughs> just a running conversation with him and all. Yeah. And so I began to just put him in all areas of my life. Well, and so this kind of makes me think about a question really quick before mm-hmm. you keep going. Yeah. Is you know as you said you had these boxes separated mm-hmm. you compartmentalized them now when we say secular we're not meaning like bad stuff it's just non ministry or church type activities yeah. as you said but the process of bringing those two together was probably pretty foreign to you as you talked about it was a progression mm. but I think about separating those two boxes what was the experience like when they were separated like what was that like for you before you started to kind of put those two together well again my consciousness of God was only in those times when I thought mm. it was a godly endeavor yeah and so okay. I yeah. tuned my mind into that if he wasn't I'm just driving to work mindlessly mm-hmm. tune him out exactly okay yeah I can yeah. relate to that for sure in and out of your yeah. mind yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay then I learned to include him in the struggles, which is something we do quickly now anyways, in temptations. But I learned his very real presence in my struggle. Mm-hmm. He showed me in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation. Now, yeah. I learned every time you say the word now, it's now. Mm-hmm. It's not next week, <laughs> next whatever, it's now. Yeah. And so as I go through those times, and Satan, of course, he's doubling down on me. Mm-hmm. First, how could you even think that? Sure. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. And now God must be disgusted with you. And mm-hmm. so guilt and shame is starting to creep in, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and overtake me, and I said, no, now there's no condemnation. Mm. And God didn't leave the room until I figured this out. He's looking at me with his pleasure. Mm. The other verse in Romans 8 that he taught me to make a more real and in-the-moment application is Romans 8, 37 to 39, mm-hmm. and it, where it says, nothing will separate us from the love of God. Yeah. And that nothing will is a future tense and kind of vague or ambiguous. Nothing mm. will, what does that even mean? Yeah. So I, I learned to say, nothing is separating me. Uh, from the love yeah, of God. That's good. Right now, puts it in that moment of time. Yeah. And I could say, God, nothing is separating me right now. Hmm. And so it, it just, my mind again, it invites him back in. Yeah. My, my awareness of him is coming in. His joy comes in yep. and his resolve. So it just overtakes my thinking right then. Yeah. So another thing he taught me was First Thessalonians 5.17, where it says, pray without ceasing. Hmm. I mean, that means without ceasing. Yeah. NIV says continually. Continually. Don't let there be a time where you're not praying. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, how, I got a lot of stuff to do A lot of people scratch their head on that one. Yeah, yeah, but that just means have a running talk with God, a conversation with God. Mm-hmm. You know, they say the person you talk to most is yourself. Mm-hmm. I want the person I talk to most to be God. Right. And include him in my awareness, my processing, and all of that. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, obviously we've talked about this in generalities Mm -hmm. and how you've come to this realization and this Mm -hmm. truth of God being immediate whenever and wherever you are. What about personal examples of how this has actually played out in your life? How have you seen this day to day? Well, one was in a struggle of a temptation or a thought process. I was um, having a temptation of a critical attitude towards someone. Mm. Not you, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Good, okay. (laughs) Anyways, in that, you know, the process of temptation, there's just that mental anguish or whatever of, oh, man, why is this guy doing that? Mm. And I haven't sinned yet. I haven't embraced it, I guess. And I'm still just regarding this. Mm -hmm. And again, Satan wants to just catch me there like I already have sinned. Mm. And that was when I claimed those verses. No, there's no condemnation. I haven't done anything. And that thought wasn't from me. Satan is trying to introduce himself Mm. into my awareness. 
awareness of God's presence. Yeah. And I was able to identify the lies, replace it with the truth, because in that moment, I said, God, you're here, and I'm not alone in this. Mm. Uh, another time was driving down the street. I know this is going to sound a little crazy, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to work, and I see there's some dirt that's been removed, and now there's construction going up. Sure. There, it looks like a shopping center going up there, mm-hmm. and there's no sign. So I said, I wonder what they're doing there, God. Hmm. Look at that. That's interesting. I yeah. wonder what that will be. And bless the people who are starting the businesses there. Yeah. Just, a, just a conversation with them. Here's the one that was really impactful. We were talking about this the other day. Hmm. I go to exercise class three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. It's 530 in the morning. So Ooh. anyone who wants to come, please come yeah, we'll to be my there. gym. No, 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 no me. <laughs> um, it's a cycle class. We call it spin class. Yeah. Anyways, the music is thumping because it's supposed to give you a rhythm, mm-hmm. and, and, and the instructor's up there yelling orders to us, not at us and all, but not like a drill sergeant, yeah, yeah. but just encouragement and all. Yep. I've got a guy on my left, a person on my, left, on my right, and we're shoulder to shoulder, and i am just got my head down, and I'm sweating, and I'm bearing down, and I'm concentrating, breathing hard, mm-hmm. and everything. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just hear God say, God, way to go, Mark. Mm-hmm. You're having such a good workout. I'd love to see yeah. you doing this. It was almost like that old movie, Chariots of Fire, where Eric Little is running a race, and he puts his head back, and he says, when I run, I feel his pleasure. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. just knowing that he's right there in that moment. Mm. And it's funny, I wasn't even asking for it. He right. just invites himself in or, yeah. you know, and just talks to me. So those yeah. are the kind of moments. Yeah, I mean, what I love about those, those are all like day-to-day, normal, as we talked about, quote-unquote, mundane moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, it's those moments sometimes that are most impactful because it's because he's involved in our mundane, small details, like mm-hmm. you talked about. It can kind of waken up our hearts to, hey, God really is involved in every aspect of my life, and he cares about them all. And that really does draw our hearts to him in a deeper, more intimate way. It does. It's just a fuller experience and enjoyment of his presence in our lives and everything we do. Yeah, and I like how you also brought out the idea that we're not chasing after it. A lot of times we're just in this receptive mm. mode mm. where, as you talked about, you weren't looking for God in that moment on the, in the spin mm-hmm, class to mm-hmm. say something to you, and yet it was the receptivity that you had to the moment of just being aware that he is there with you, talking to you. And impressing on your spirit his love for you in that moment. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I've prayed this before, and sometimes some mornings, but God, make me aware of your presence all day. Yeah. But I think he just senses our open pros- posture yeah. and our receptivity, and then he just comes into that moment as he knows he's open to me yeah. and he's ready to talk. Yeah. So if, for the listeners, what would be your major takeaway for all this? Uh, How is God immediate? Uh, immediate. I've, I've just learned that not only every moment... Every place of my life, he's right there, mm. and I'm enjoying his pleasure. And so it's just enhanced my communion with him, yeah. my union with him, and my enjoyment of his life in me. Mm. So great. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate it. And if you guys want to study this further, obviously, you know, we reference this part of Living in Jesus' Workbook, but Session 11 is talking about intimacy mm-hmm. with God. And as we go through this Knowing God mini-series here, I think that'll be a main theme, is that God is going to reveal Himself to us in so many different and unique ways for us individually. And to understand that intimacy that He wants to have with us is really just something that's so cool that we can study further. But again, Mark, thank you so much for your thoughts that you shared with us today. appreciate it. Thank you, Ross. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week on the Living in Jesus podcast. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. 
You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless. Thank you.